you know, to prepare for this homily, I did a quick internet search about a subject I really don't much, know much about called marketing. There are all kinds of students that take marketing as a major in college. It seems like I should know more about it as it costs us a lot of money every year. In 2019, for example, the total advertising expenditure in North America was $253.6 billion for that year. That's according to the internet, so it must be right. And yet, the return on the investment doesn't last long. Actually, according to the internet, 45 days. There was one website that said, you don't want your multi-channel marketing campaign, whatever that means, to go on longer than 45 days because then you're running the risk of your messaging becoming stale. If a campaign is too familiar to your customers, it eventually becomes invisible. Even legacy brands like Coca-Cola and McDonald's will change up their campaigns frequently in order to keep their customers who are capable of fanatical levels of loyalty interested in what's going on. So I have to change it every 45 days. Interestingly, if I have my math right, I know a campaign that's lasted over 800,000 days. And the message hasn't become stale, and it's certainly not invisible in our world. Curiously, it continues to attract adherents and disciples for two millennia across cultures and socioeconomic stratas. The campaign has captured the passion of billions of people over the course of human history, and that slogan from that campaign is, do this in memory of me. There are so many directions that a preacher can go on for the Feast of Corpus Christi. I could preach about the true presence of Christ in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity. I could preach about the Eucharist being a channel of sacramental grace. I could quote the Catechism of the Catholic Church and speak of the Eucharist as the source and summit of our Christian life. I could remind you of what St. Augustine said back in the 4th century when he preached that the Eucharist is the only food that we become instead of the other way around. That is, we become like Christ instead of the Eucharist becoming a part of us. I could wax on about the Eucharist making us the body of Christ. I could most certainly talk about the Eucharist as the great banquet of the Lord or a representation of Christ's sacrifice on Calvary. But the fact is, Jesus just didn't want to be forgotten. So he gave us the Eucharist. Do this in memory of me, the scriptures say. He didn't want his mission to be left on the trash heap of history. Do this in memory of me. He didn't want his example of mercy and forgiveness to be forgotten. Do this in memory of me. He didn't want his sacrifices to be got forgotten on the cross or his miracles or his teachings to be forgotten. So do this in memory of me. He didn't want his command to love one another as I have loved you to be forgotten. So do this in memory of me. And what he did and what he left us worked. It is a brilliant, brilliant thing. Think about it. You know, we all have very short memories in life. You know, I love to travel, for example. 
I love to see beautiful monuments and palaces and earthly legacies. You know, if I go to the Paris for the first time, you probably would go see the Eiffel Tower. But I have to tell you, I have no idea who the architect was. I only know it was for the World's Fair. Probably most people don't even know that. I'd have to look it up. I know the pyramids in Egypt and the Taj Mahal in India are burial sites, but I couldn't have a clue about who's buried there. In just about a month, we will celebrate our country's Independence Day, but the reality is only about half of the adults in this country can remember the simple things like three branches of the United States government. Yet 2,000 years ago, Jesus of Nazareth, the one who was fully human and fully divine, took a couple of staples of everyday kitchens, everyday bread and wine, and told his friends that each time they gathered in his name to consume this food and drink, that they would be consuming his body and his blood. And they should do so regularly in his name so as to not forget him and his spiritual legacy. It worked. It was brilliant. Many of us who understand this Eucharistic gift come here week in and week out and never grow weary of it. Perhaps I should only speak for myself, but Jesus present in the Eucharist has been my anchor in the storms of my life. It's the Eucharist that brings me back personally day in and day out to serve God's holy people. It is the Eucharist that affords the, the strength to swim against the swift currents of the modern day, political correctness that seeks to destroy the truth of the gospel. Until one day, who knows, we could all be canceled or made fun of or persecuted for clinging to the truths of our faith about Christian marriage, for example or the respect of human life and the dignity of the human person from conception to natural death, or keeping the commandments, and so on. In early Christian communities, there weren't grand churches and large dynamic parishes and communities like Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church. The faithful met in homes to study the testament of eyewitnesses, and most especially to consume the consecrated bread and wine that sustained the church during the turbulent years when martyrdom was the ultimate expression of Christian faith. No, Jesus didn't want to be forgotten. And not in some sort of selfish way. Jesus would not leave us orphans. That is, through the Eucharist, Jesus lives in his brothers and sisters after he ascended into heaven. He literally takes up residence in our spiritual core as faithful followers. Do this in memory of me. 2,000 years later, we don't meet in homes. We don't recline at tables like the apostles, although it sounds very comfortable. For practical reasons, we now gather in buildings dedicated to the honor and glory of God. We sit in pews facing what we know as the altar not just the altar, but the altar of sacrifice, named so to connect the experience of the Eucharist with Jesus' sacrifice on Calvary. After a prayer we call the consecration that includes Jesus' words of institution, we eat what others see as simple, round pieces of unleavened bread. But we believe and we know 
that it is Jesus' body outside of COVID times, a sip of wine that is now the precious blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 2,000 years later, we gather in the millions each weekend an awesome reality that we must call our brothers and sisters back to, most especially this week, as the COVID dispensation is lifted. So we all have work to do, homework, on this Feast of Corpus Christi and during this week to go and invite maybe two, three, four others that maybe be frightened or wearied or just gotten lazy and need to return to the great banquet of the Lord. For the Eucharist helps us to remember Jesus' compassion, his life, his presence, his forgiveness, his teachings, his miracles, and his love for each of us. So Jesus wanted to be remembered, and he is remembered here. And he is remembered throughout the church. It's estimated that the holy sacrifice of the Mass is offered over 350,000 times each day, Sunday of the Lord, because Jesus said, do this in memory of me. We say the same prayers, we read the same readings, we hear the same Eucharistic prayers. That means that there are four priests, including, for example, Father Andrew Thornton and Father Zach Elliott, who were ordained in Lafayette yesterday. They will say the precise words, do this in memory of me, along with an, uh, other priests every single second of every single Sunday. So if we want a new scriptural starting place to continue thinking about the body and blood of the Lord, we should try this. Do this in memory of me. And we do as a church. And thank God, where would our troubled world be without him?